ShotGlassDigital.com. Do we want to get right? Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome to Rock Out Loud with the least rockin', um, well, lead man in the world. But you know what? I've got a co-host that makes up for it. She puts the K in K-Rock. She is the original K-Rock, if you ask me. She is the most happening chick in the real Jersey Shore, ladies and gentlemen, Kristen in Jersey. What up, everybody? <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. I mean, it's, you know, it's 70 today. I feel like I always talk about weather, but let's be real. When it's 70 and we've been in snow hell for, you know, 17 years, I'm happy. Well, the thing is, down here, it's like in the 80s. Yeah. But you but you have the excuse because of where you live. Mm-hmm. Well, see, spring has sprung around these parts. And um, and so everyone's com- now everyone's moved from complaining about the cold and the wet to the allergies. Now everyone's like, "Oh my allergies are killing me," Ugh, and I'm like, "That's the worst." Well, I'm just I'm just tired of people complaining about it when it comes right <laughs> down to it. I'm like, you know, this is going to happen every year. So either fix your body or start wearing masks like you're in China, <laughs> or they could just get out. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> leave, leave. We have no time for you. I'm not so, taking any prisoners tonight, Steve Glosson. I hear you. That's what I like. That's what I like. You're you're in a you're in much need. You're, well, I'm sorry. Let me learn to talk first. <laughs> you're apparently in need of a vacation and getting ready to take one. I know. I really like. I've been. I've just been working too much. I've accumulated like 50 vacation hours. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna go to Miami and visit my friend. There so you go. I am. <laughs> Miami, down uh, where where the drug lords are. Well, they're there. And <laughs> and it's very hot. Yeah, Crockett and Tubbs land. Mm-mm, I can't. I You know I don't like Florida. I know, I know you don't like Florida aside from the news there, but you know. Well, I, I got to say, I dig, I do dig Orlando, uh, um, which is crazy. I Not because I love the Disney World or anything. I've just learned to love that little town and a few little niches and in, in niche places in there. I like going, I have become that person I've become kind of a hipster when it comes to my traveling and stuff. Okay. Um, whenever I go places, I, I like to avoid the the big chain restaurants and the and the you know the places that everyone knows about. And I like to find not necessarily the holes in the wall. I'm not Anthony Bourdain going to eat nasty stuff, <laughs> but I like to find you know places with some personality about them and you that sort to. of thing. And there's a couple of places I've found down in Orlando that that have that and. Um, and so I dig going down there and um and and uh and, and hanging out at some at some joints down in Orlando. But I you know, I don't know that I'd ever want to live in Florida. You don't. You yeah. really don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like, okay, it's night like well, first of all, I mean you might be used to it, but being from New Jersey, when it is sixty five degrees in December at Christmas time, that's not okay. And then it gets like 65 degrees for two months, and then it's just 90,000 degrees with 100% humidity the rest of the time. Uh-uh. No, that, sir. That is, that is par for the course down here. Now, now, Kristen, i got to be honest with you. You have, have robots taking over your body. 
Why? Okay, you're back. You were sounding very. You were sounding very much like we are here to take over the world for a minute. You got very, very. Skype was was getting sketch with us. That was mean. Or am I just sorry that I let my robot voice out? Hmm. 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 Well, <clears throat> we've got some emails. Yay! Yeah, I know. It's always great to get emails. This one comes from Paul from Return to the Eighties. He says, "Hey, Kristen and Steve, it's Paul from Return to the Eighties. That's what I said, Paul." I just want to let you know that you're doing an awesome job with my new favorite podcast. Kristen, we're someone's new favorite podcast. Aw, my heart just swelled. I love that you dedicated a whole show to one of my favorite bands, Bon Jovi. Of course. <laughs> um, he says, I have a couple of other things to add. Kristen, he's going to add to your Bon Jovi expertise. How does that make you feel? Bring it. Let's chat about it, man. Uh, I'm all about it. Okay. How about a little song from 78 Degrees Fahrenheit called um, Tokyo Road? Or 7800 yeah, Degrees buddy. Um, let's get a taste of that real quick if, 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 if it'll let us. Well, it's not going to let us for a few seconds here. But um, <laughs> I had to... <laughs> it's going to have a really creepy intro, Steve. Oh, cool. Awesome. Well, let's, let's listen it up. Oh, there it is. <laughs> he says, is it just me or does that beginning of that song remind you of a jack-in-the-box? The music is soft and gentle. The girl is singing a whisper. Yep. Then bam. Oh my gosh. Like someone's about... Let me tell you what's going to happen here. Either Mothra is about to come and fight Godzilla or someone's about to kill us. Some little, I hope it's not either. <laughs> some little some little ghost girl is about to kill us. Um, I'm home alone tonight. Don't say that. Oh, Steve. sorry. Well, it's the Mothra thing. <laughs> Mothra is our friend. He fights Godzilla. Godzilla. Um, there it is. Oh, my Lanta. We'll let it breathe a little bit. go tokyo road i love that song i just got that album on vinyl and i feel very accomplished about it i hear you i hear you <laughs> um he says i can't believe how much Kristen hit the nail on the head with new jersey yeah slippery, someone's on my corner slippery when wet was already legendary so we were all curious with how they would follow up instead of caving under the pressure they came out with an even better album they just had one smash hit after another and the songs that they didn't release as singles were just as good then they did something smart, he says. They took a few years off before everybody could get sick of them. Again, we were curious about their long-awaited album, Keep the Faith. That was another great album, but one thing I remember was the hair controversy. <laughs> Along with his musical talents, bon, uh, John Bon Jovi was known for his big hair. When they came back with Keep the Faith, all anybody could talk about was how he cut his hair. The nation would not see 
this much controversy about hair until Carrie Russell cut her hair while she was on that show, Felicity. I remember that. <laughs> I still like Bon Jovi's music. Crush was another great album. I love Next Hundred Years and just older from that album. And Have a Nice Day was also a really good album. Title track, Last Cigarette, Story of My Life. And just like Kristen, I didn't care for the country experiment, and I like a lot of country music too. Something just felt off about it. Unlike Def Leppard's Slang, a lot of people complain about Slang, but that's one of my favorite albums by them. Yeah, buddy, it is so good. As I mentioned on the Facebook page a few years ago, Styx did a tour playing their albums, The Grand Illusions and Pieces of Eight, straight through. Well, that's cool. How awesome would it be if Bon Jovi did that with Slippery When Wet in New Jersey? I would die. I mean, I'd... Hmm. Let's, I'd pay all the money. I would speak, I would get out my checkbook and say, just write the amount. Yeah, I'll pay it, what, whatever. I'll figure it out. I'll figure yeah. out how. <laughs> he, he says, I have a non-Bon Jovi-related question for you guys. With the upcoming Kiss Def Leppard tour, what is your opinion of, on co-headliners tours? Would you rather see two great bands together with each band having a shorter playlist? Or would you rather see a lesser-known or up-and-coming band open one of your favorite bands with the headliner playing for a longer amount of time? I am... I'm on the fence, honestly, yeah. and and I'm only on the fence because sometimes it works. Like I know me and my aunt a few years ago, we saw um, Night Ranger, Foreigner, and Journey, mm -hmm. and that bill was incredible. Yeah, because um, they were all similar bands, but they had their own thing. Like they were similar, but they were just different enough. Um, and then I saw, you know, again a few years ago, I saw Def Leppard and Heart. Mm -hmm. And I will go see anything with Def Leppard, hence why I'm seeing them with Kiss this summer. But I hear you. That was just a it was a weird show because the fans were very different. Like Heart fans would leave during Def Leppard, and Def Leppard fans didn't show up for Heart. So when they when they work well, when the like when the bands are great together, I'm all about it. But I would much rather take seeing Def Leppard for you know two and a half hours than seeing Kiss play with Def Leppard. Yeah, definitely. I I agree with that. I'm. I, I'm going. We're. I'm going to Kiss and Def Leppard in the summer. Yeah. And uh, and and really looking forward to it more for Def Leppard than Kiss. Um, and and I would and and Doc Zan says it in the chat. He says, "How about no opening band?" Yeah. And, seriously. You know. And I, and when I went and saw Paul McCartney when I when I stumbled into that concert, um, you know, that's what he did. There was no opening band, mm -hmm. and he played. I mean, Lord knows, probably two and a half straight hours of of just him, uh, with with maybe a fifteen minute intermission somewhere in there. I just I was just blown away, you know, because he has such a back catalog. He did some, and I know neither you or I are big Beatles fans, but apparently he did Beatles songs that the Beatles never performed live. Oh, um, that's awesome! You know, and it is. I mean, you know, even as a non Beatles guy, I can appreciate that he did some stuff from Wings, you know, and all this stuff. And so, you know, he just kind of played through his, his, his catalog, you know, with hitting some high notes here and there, and of course hit the big stuff. And um, and I was like, this is the way someone with that type of longevity and that type of uh, history and, and, and that type of catalog should do it, is, is just, you know, all, all by themselves. But, I um, agree. That's what Bruce does, too. Bruce yeah. will start a show at, you know, 8 o'clock. And goes till you know past eleven. I've heard he does some marathon freaking performances. Steve, it's unbelievable. There is a documentary called Springsteen and I. Now, personally, no offense, but I feel the documentary is horrible because okay. Bruce fans are crazy, 
and <laughs> it shows how crazy they are. But there's this one guy, and he's a husband, and his wife loves Springsteen. He's like, you know, I've been to Prague and Paris. I've been to all these great cities, but it's always just taken down because I have to sit through a four-and-a-half-hour Bruce Springsteen <laughs> concert. <laughs> And I'm like, it's true because if you're with someone that loves Bruce and you don't, guess what? And you have to go to these shows, you're there for four and a half hours. And that's just the concert. That's not the pregame and the tailgate. Wow. That's, I mean, yeah, that's, that's crazy. That's wild. And that, but it's also as, as someone who likes music and as someone who likes live music, to me, it's also something that I want to see some, that I want to see these guys that I enjoy do. I want to see them you know, go all out with their shows and, and give us everything they got. And, you know, if Springsteen's, if Springsteen's going to take four hours to do that, then so be it, you know. You're there to see him. Yep. You know, you're getting your money's worth. No one can complain about not getting their money's worth. So I say I say more power to him and more power to those who love him and go see those shows. Um, this email comes from uh, Chris in Pennsylvania. He says, hey, Steve and Kristen, this is my first time writing into any of the Geek Out Loud shows. I first heard Steve during a visit uh, to what was then the Force cast with Jason and Jimmy Bank, now Rebel Force Radio. Since then, I've occasionally listened to Geek Out Loud. Admittedly, they tended to be episodes with Star Wars discussion. But currently, I haven't missed an episode yet of Know What I'm Saying or Rock Out Loud. Of course, we've only had two, so but there you go. <laughs> I just want to tell you both how much I've been enjoying the shows, and I've really been surprised at my enjoyment of Rock Out Loud. At first, I thought that I wouldn't care much for the subjects. I thought a lot of that style of music was a thing of my past, and I wouldn't really want to spend time listening to a show about it. I listen to a lot of podcasts, by the way. When I was young, I had tapes, yes, tapes, of everything from Huey Lewis, hello, Duran Duran, Minute Work, Heart, to Def Leppard, Bon Jovi, Motley Crue, and Van Halen. And Steve, my first soundtrack was from Ghostbusters. And my first Christmas album was The Muppets and John Flippin' Denver. You better believe it. I had that album too, buddy. Um, I, was in, I was in late elementary school. I had that album on vinyl. I was in late elementary <laughs> school going into middle school when Def Leppard was at their peak popularity. And in middle school when Bon Jovi broke into the mainstream with Slippery When Wet. A lot of my musical taste hadn't really formed yet. I mostly listened to Top 40 Radio and whatever was on MTV, whether that was rock, pop, or hip-hop. My taste didn't really start to gel until high school and college, so that earlier period of music, uh, for me, kind of went by the wayside, especially considering the massive shift in music culture around 1990 and going forward. We've we've touched on that. I think we need to take an episode one day, Kristen, and just let it be our moaning and groaning about the the grunge movement in the 90s. I'm so down because I'm st I'm so livid that Nirvana got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame first ballot. But whatever, whatever. <laughs> he says, uh, I have to tell you, you've really given me some renewed appreciations for these bands from my youth. And you've given me appreciation for the quality of a lot of music that I dismissed after 1990. Your personalities are great together on the show and the knowledge and personal experiences you bring to the discussion makes it well worth the time to listen. Thanks for that and keep up the great work. That's from Chris in Pennsylvania. Well, Chris, Kristen brings the knowledge. I bring the personal experiences, and uh, <laughs> and together it's awesome. Actually, Kristen brings the knowledge and the personal experiences. I just record and post the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you are the train, Steve. Or no, you're the tracks, and I'm the train. There you so go. without you, I don't get anywhere. There you go. Now, now, Kristen, you mentioned in our first episode um, that you 
you kind of have issues with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Is it just the Nirvana thing, or or do you not like the idea of a Hall of Fame in general? No, in general, I hate it. I absolutely hate it, and I think it is such a farce. For like, rock and roll or for anything? For anything, because there are people in there. One, it's not rock and roll because people like Madonna and Grandmaster Flash are in there, and guess what? Sorry, but they're not rock and roll. Mm -hmm. And two, there are it's, it is people in suits that sit around, they're like, oh, well, we're going to put in this person that you've never heard of before, but then we're going to put in Alice Cooper to make you happy. It's like, no, 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 that's not how it, that's not how it works. Like, bands like Iron Maiden and Journey and Def Leppard are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and that's ridiculous. And the fact that Kiss had to wait 19 years to get into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is ludicrous. But whatever, don't get me started on it because I really just hate it. I mean, I think I did get you started on it. I was just, but now, so, but like when you come to like a baseball hall of fame, you're not pro baseball hall of fame? No, I mean, like, I'm not really pro anything hall of fame because mm -hmm. I feel like something always gets left out. And I know it's like a personal thing, but I feel like in, um, like at least in sports, usually the, like the appropriate sports people are in there. Right. It's not like. You know, you're going to go in and you're not going to see Babe Ruth in the Baseball Hall of Fame. But I feel like there are some bands that are absolutely unbelievable that will never get in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because they are like a heavy metal band or a hair metal band mm -hmm. because they weren't the critics darling. But well, there are bands that you've never heard of in your entire life and you're like, I don't even know who that is. Yeah. And so I think my thing is like with something like sports, it's very objective. You can look at someone's stats. You can look at their impact on the game. You can look at, you know how many hits, how many home runs, how many RBIs, you know, how many wins and losses, that sort of thing, and say, you know what, they did this in the sport, they they deserve this notoriety. With yep. something like music, it's very subjective. Yep. And and so what you've got is, well, based on our opinion, we think that maybe, oh, excuse me, Sally, could you get me some elephant poop coffee, please? And that's a big Hawkins Show reference for everybody. <laughs> So, um, well, that's that's our emails, all two of them. But I appreciate both of them. And you can email us at rockoutloudpod, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. And uh, that's where um, we'll get these emails from you. And, and as you hear, I love to read emails on the air because I feel like that builds community. And I don't know how I feel about building a rocker community, but let's do it. Let's try it out and see what happens anyway. Let's do it. So, it's some interesting folk that come out when well, you build the rock community. Well, there it is. It, it is, but it's also neat because um, because this is part of the Geek Out Loud network. There's this weird cross section of the geeks and the rockers coming together, and I don't know what that's going to. I don't know what kind of baby that's going to create. <laughs> I hope a geek loving rocking baby. There you. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um. So you're headed on vacation to Miami. Yep. And you emailed me the other day, and you're like, and that got me thinking, let's talk about travel music. Absolutely. And and I was like, well, okay, let's <laughs> do it up. That's a, that's a great idea. In fact, I have a whole playlist on, on the iTunes and, and the iPod that's just travel tunes. And um, and you might be surprised at some of the stuff that's in there, but you know we'll talk about that in a minute. What to you makes a good traveling song when you're when you're on the road, you're driving along, you've got more than you know a few minutes to go. You know it's a, a road trip, so to speak. What makes a good driving song, traveling song for you? 
So to me, the perfect travel traveling song is not necessarily, you know, a song about driving or, you know, a mm -hmm. song about being on the road. It is a song that when you were driving and your windows are down and you just like have it all the way up to 11 and you're cranking it and it just oozes from your speakers and it just like flows through you mm -hmm. and your foot kind of goes down the gas a little bit and you hope that there's not a cop ahead of you, but that's like that's what I want to listen to when I am driving for a long haul. Like I just want to keep going, bang my head, sing my heart out, and go. Yeah, I think I think the key for me with any traveling music, it, it really comes down to: is this fun? Will this keep me awake? Mm -hmm. And and it and and here's how I know: if it's fun, I'm I'm kind of you know I've got the head banging, the windows down, the hands tapping, you know, the side of the car while I'm driving down the road. I'm imagining that everyone that's that I'm passing or is passing me is like listening right along with me, and um and and I'm probably just belting it out to the top of my lungs. Yes. Um, you know, and if I'm traveling with a group, then we're all belting it out to the top of our lungs. <laughs> you know, and so usually for me, travel tunes are not deep cuts. They're, okay. They're usually they're usually the stuff that everybody knows and 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 it's the stuff that's going to get you going. Um and uh and so I, I tend to I was kind of surprised by some of your choices that you sent in because I'm like, well this isn't, you know, Number one, there's some of it that's more recent that I was really surprised by. Um, <laughs> but then number two, there's a couple I'm like, this is more like me sitting on the back porch, kind of chilling type stuff. But we'll talk about those. Um, Sometimes it's and, nice to listen to a slow jam when yeah, you're driving. Yeah, it is. it is. Sometimes you do need that. You're right. You're right. So um, one of the first ones that you have here is is one that kind of surprised me right off the bat. It is um Afterlife by Avenged yeah. by Avenged Sevenfold. Well versed in the whole Avenged Sevenfold group, 
Um, I, I realize more and more every day just how much of an old man I am. <laughs> because, like, it's like, well, my, my music tastes are set, and I'm not into anything new, and nothing new is good. But I got to tell you, um, everything I've ever heard by these guys really rocks. Right. And the guitar work is just good. It's just classic shredding on that guitar, especially in this song. And I love the change up of kind of the you know the way the rhythm changes up from from the uh, from from the verses they're singing into that chorus. And and the dude's got a great voice. And this is and this song does jam. Like this is one that'll keep you up and keep you moving. Yeah, this is a this is a jammer for sure. When we were like, when I sent this in, I'm like, I'm just probably gonna say that this song jams because it's just so <laughs> awesome. It is like, and event seven. So okay, you know I like, a little, I do like a lot of new stuff, and yeah. event sevenfold to me, one they have probably one of my favorite guitar sounds of like newer bands <laughs> yeah. ever. Yeah, it sounds really good. That's a good sound they've got. They shred, man. Oh, my gosh. And I, I love dual guitars, and Avenged Sevenfold really plays up the dual guitar. Mm -hmm. And they really, like, show their influences on their sleeve. So you know they're influenced by, you know, Iron Maiden and Metallica and ACDC and all that stuff. But I love how there's always that groove, that nice bass groove under everything they do. So to me, uh, this song, I just want to I wanna go deaf listening to this song. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, just play it so loud it makes me go deaf. I don't care. It would be worth it. And live, oh my gosh, crush me against the barricade so I can't breathe, please. <laughs> if this is the last thing I ever hear, I'm fine with that. That's okay. I am. <laughs> totally content, 100%. Um, I'm, I'm looking down through my little, because I told you I might flip the script on you a little bit, and, and, find, and I'm trying to find anything that's even remotely, um, even remotely like that. <laughs> and um, I, no, there's nothing. And I've got to, I've got to, so I've, let me go to another one here. Like the closest thing I've got to anything new like that, it's, and it's not really new. It's some of Slash's stuff okay. um, that he's done solo and, and, um, and some of his stuff with Miles Kennedy um, that, that he's done, which I think Miles Kennedy has a great voice. I know some people don't really care for him. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a fan per se, but I dig, I dig him. And so, but he kind of gets hard like that. And, you know, of course it's slash. Of course he can shred. I mean, li listen to me. I'm an idiot. Why would I even say, so that's the closest thing I have to anything like that. I mean, it's, <laughs> obviously these guys are definitely influenced by, by someone like him. So I'm also a big Shinedown fan. Shinedown has some stuff like that, that kind of just drives like that. And, and, and it's just kind of like gets you just, you know, gets the blood flowing just from your eardrums. Mm -hmm. being banged so hard but um that sounded weird that's a weird statement i just made your eardrums being banged so hard yeah that? yeah that's a weird thing um anyhow let's move on uh because this is a this is a group that quite frankly because we were focused in on bon jovi last time we didn't get to throw them any love mm. and uh and and i know that breaks your heart as much as it breaks mine uh this is wasted by def leppard I'm sorry. Let me just say right out of the gate, when you have a song just start, just you know it's going to be good.
Now, we have got to spend some time soon. We've got to do a Def Leppard show. I don't know if we need to wait until after we've seen them this summer or what the case may be, but we've got to because the thing about this song and this album that this comes from, it's it's their earliest album um, mm-hmm. outside of an EP, and, um, and it's so different from everything we'd ever come to know with with Def Leppard. It's it's before the Mutt Lang days and that sort of thing. And but it in it I hate to use this word, but it's got a raw rock and roll feel. And and this song is this song to me, this is what I envision is in a John Hughes movie, the rebel being introduced pulling up to the school <laughs> while this song plays. Am I I mean you see what I'm saying? No, he's so right. I mean, I totally so right. see an '80s car, '80s like tennis shoes. You know, the pan up to some dude, and and you know, either a leather jacket with studs on it, or you know, a denim jacket with the sleeves rolled up just right. You know, like he likes it, and and just you know that the guy's just the tough guy at this school in a John Hughes '80s movie with this song playing as he as he's introduced. But it, as I said, as I interrupted him and said, any song that starts out, you know it. I mean, I I got pumped just listening to it. You just want to headbang. You do. Like the thing I love, wasted, and it's funny because if you talk to any like super hardcore Def Leppard fan, you're like, what are your favorite songs? Like, give me five favorite songs. Most of them are going to say Wasted mm-hmm. um, because this like this is Steve Clark's baby. Yeah. Steve Clark wrote all the music and all the lyrics for Wasted. And it's kind of eerie because it does foreshadow some things in mm-hmm. his life that, you know, occurred. But, oh, my gosh, this song. And they did it live when they did their Vegas residency. And they, they never play it live because they're always like, well, no one wants to hear Wasted when we're playing in front of 20,000 people. No, I do. I, I'm one. I am one. Yeah. <laughs> Impress me. Come on. You know yeah. you're going to play Pour Some Sugar on Me and make all their nights. Play Wasted and make my night. It's make three me, minutes. Yeah, just make one person's <laughs> night for crying out loud. Just me. I don't mm. think it's asking that much, Steve. <laughs> it's it's not. It's not. <laughs> um, oh, but I mean, this. It is, it, is, it is a song that definitely, if you're starting to get drowsy on the road and it comes up, man. It's just like, all right, this is the pick-me-up I needed. This is what I was looking for. Roll the windows down, get the cool air going, blast the song, you'll be awake. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> we really do need to do like a two-hour gush on Def Leppard, though, because... <laughs> well, we will. That, that's coming. Happen. I think it, I think that is... I don't, You know, Kristen, back in the day with Geek Out Loud, there was a moment where Derek and I said we peaked on Geek Out Loud, and that was our first ever Muppets episode. <laughs> And that was about 16 episodes into Old Geek Out Loud. And I, my thing is, I don't want to peak too soon. You know, I, I think that that's the thing. Like, everyone knows our love for Def Leppard and, and their sound and, and everything else. And especially your love for Def Leppard. So <laughs> I'm like, let's just hold off on that. Let's let's kind of let's do the slow burn to get there. So. No, I totally agree. We, we came out of the gate. We shot out of the gate with Bon Jovi. That's right. So now we're going to let it simmer a little bit. That's right. Let them get the Bon Jovi love, which a lot of them did. I read the Twitter. Yep. I read a lot of you guys are loving the Bon Jovi. We're gonna, so, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna we'll whine. To we're gonna take some time to whine and complain about the '90s. Yep. Even <laughs> though you and I will come down on some different sides of the fence on some things. Ooh. Not not necessarily the whole takeaway from the '90s, but a song here or there. Okay. You know, so um, or maybe even a group here or there. But uh, but uh, but we'll we'll be we'll be on the same side of the fence more often than not. 
I love, I love, like if this were a playlist that that you had thrown, if you said, hey, just set this playlist up. Um, I dig it because so far what you've done is is you you started out, you know, hey, here's something a little more recent, you know, a year or so, a year or two old. Here's way back. And now we're going to bring it back around, you know, to about another year or so old, you know, to, to this group that I know you love, uh, The Killers with Runaways. Sounds like something from The Dark Knight. She broke down and held my hand A teenage rush She said Now, Kristen, I, I, I think there's going to be a pattern kind of form with me with the, with these songs because a lot of times this is how I end up looking at um, at traveling music, at, at travel tunes, if you will, at, at road at road trip playlist. Is at what point in a movie do I envision this song being played? Yes. <laughs> and and this song is played as they're hitting the road, as they're breaking free from whatever problems have been beleaguering them throughout the film, and here they go. And usually it's a John Hughes-type movie that I'm thinking about. Hell yeah. So. <laughs> Absolutely. Come on, perfection in movie form. There you go. <laughs> this song, like this song, once that chorus hits, when it's like you know we can't wait till tomorrow. Yes, it it just embodies like the feeling of freedom to me. Yes, and, like and... you're just ready to get on like the back of a motorcycle, put your arms out, and feel the wind. Like go. Well, and to me, growing, I won't say I spending a lot of well spending my teenage years, especially in a small little town that. um that I that I spent my teenage years in, and and just the confinements of this area. Um, whenever you hit, I mean, you don't even have to hit, you know, back country roads winding through mountains and that sort. Of, you just hit an interstate where it's just set the cruise on eighty and roll, and the windows are down. It's just the and you get out away from the cities, but you're still just driving, and you do get that fresh air feeling. You do just. You know, you start to smell the trees. You start to smell, and it's just, oh, you know, it's that freedom. And that song does. It really does feel like freedom. It feels like driving down the road. The song was meant to be listened to at 80, like 80 miles an hour, blasting, and it was also meant to be heard live. Because this song, when that chorus hits, forget it. Everybody just goes ballistic. Oh, the killers need to tour again. (laughs) 
<laughs> they really do. <laughs> now, Kristen, I, I, I'm not questioning your judgment in any way, uh -oh. straight shape or fashion. The group we're about to play, I absolutely love. We've both gushed over them before. Yep. Um, but I, I I'm going to have to get your I'm. I'm just gonna have to say, defend yourself with like <gasps> with like sugar by Matchbox Twenty. Oh, stop it! <laughs> I'm walking behind you, calling the way you give away all your secrets. You're taking the high road, picking your battles, just like the day. should understand that it's not about the song i love the song the song is also kind of my theme uh about me and donuts when i'm trying to lose weight but <laughs> but no i totally like like this song if we were just talking about music in general and the music of matchbox 20 this song speaks to me on a lot of different weird levels but um this thing it doesn't feel like traveling music to me. Defend yourself. So earlier in the podcast, I did say that I enjoy music that oozes from the speakers. True, true. And the bass in this, and let's be real, with Matchbox 20, you don't get a lot of like sexy, sleazy feeling songs. This song feels very sexy, and it's just, it's got that groove, that bass. It like, you know, the guitar is letting the vocals breathe. It's just wonderful, and I've driven with the windows down to this many, many times. Well, and also, I was totally giving you, because I was going to pick Rest Stop, and then I was like, no, I'm going to let Steve do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was I will... for you to have another Matchbox song. Now, yeah. look, I will actually jam to some Rest Stop um, uh, while I'm driving down the road, because I'm just like, why are you sleeping? I'll, I, will, I will hit that mess up, and... Um... <laughs> And just it, you, th you would think, who's he doing a concert for in his vehicle? And it's just <laughs> you know, it's just me, just little old me, um, just me. Audience of one, that's no big right. deal. That's right, that's right. A lot of times, if I'm going with a travel song by Maxbox Twenty, um, I go off of Mad Season. I do go to Mad Season, but I go to their first track off of Mad Season. I go to Angry. Oh, Angry's really... That whole album... We need to do a uh, Rock Out Loud about that album, Steve. Well, we will. Let me play a little bit of this real quick. So scream you Out from behind the bitter ache Well, you're hanging on the memory You need most You still want love Love's ugly, smooth, and delicate But not without affection No, not alone 
It's ghetto wishing that it would get better Man, you're seeing that you're just getting near Good that I'm not angry, Kristen. <laughs> oh. I was about to take the gloves off, Steve, when you were like, you're going to have to defend yourself. Well, I, again, it wasn't about the song itself. It was about including it on like a travel playlist. <laughs> I just, I, that's not one. Like I say, I would go to something like Angry or even something off their first album. Um, a lot of their stuff off their first album really just rides down the road great with me. But Angry, I just love because it has that build to it. And it's all, to me, it, that's a good takeoff song. <laughs> You know, like by the time you hit the course, you've gotten off the exit, you're back on the interstate, or you're back on the back roads, and you're and you know you're getting up to speed, and and you're beating the top of the car, you're like and it's good. I'm not angry. You know, whatever the case may be. I so, like your Rob Thomas voice. Thank you. Oh well, that was I went all over the place. I, I, <laughs> I did I did this thing where I was talking to myself in my head while that was happening. I'm like, you're really taking the key out. You're doing the wrong key. You, you're doing the wrong voices, and you're just going all over the place with this. So shut up, Steve. Still That's, sounded good. Sounded like you were in the car. Well, you're thank, allowed to do that when you're in the car. Exactly, exactly. Hitting the harmonies. You know, you're just part of the band when you're traveling. <laughs> <laughs> when you're traveling down the road, aren't you, though? Because, oh, you so are. Listen, you, you're the drummer, for sure. Oh, there are songs that I have air guitar routines to, drum, drum routines <laughs> We need to video that. That needs to be a video, Steve. Look, I'm sorry. If at the beginning of Paradise City, you're not windmilling your air guitar, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, <laughs> and now you do this thing with this playlist. If this were a playlist where you're like, all right, let's go back to a little, uh, little classic stuff. Let's, uh, let's take it back to the 80s, you know, with this group. this A, a group that, honestly, they're, they're not on... They're on my radar, but only because of like a few songs. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not a group that I ever really hugely got into, but it's The Zoo by the, by, not The Scorpions, but by Scorpions. Let me get the volume here. Can I just say that right now you're driving through the bad part of the town that you've gotten lost in with this? You have to play this to feel kind of ba. <laughs> you know this 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 is causes you this this groove causes you to have to put on the BMF driving face. You know, like don't mess with this car. Yeah, I'll 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 gun it. I'll run you down. You stepping out? You stepping out of that alley over there? No, you're not.
So this song, Kristen, to me, is like if I'm hopping a train, and and it's just going to go right along with the train. It's just got that 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 steady moving thing, and they hit the chorus here. So tell us about The Zoo by Scorpions. So I picked The Zoo because there was another song that I could have picked. But when I was in college, one of my classes, we had to do a like visual light show mm-hmm. to a song. And I almost picked The Zoo, but I ended up going with Animal Magnetism by Scorpions. Um, and I basically just made the stage look like what I imagined a strip show would look like. So, you know, it has that beat to it. Mm-hmm. It's got the rhythm, got the groove. And like you said, it's that it's that you just feel a little bit more BA right now. You know, you sit, yes. you low ride yeah. a little bit, you bob your head, That's you're like, right. yeah, I'll That's beat right. you off the line right now. You think you're all tough? Exactly. I'll, I'll beat you. Exactly. My car will kill you. <laughs> that, that, that's the song I play when someone has been like passing me and slowing down and passing me and slowing down. I'm like, all right, it's time to get serious right now. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. you know, and he's like, you have no idea, but I'm about to, you're about to eat my dust, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Pedal to the metal, baby. Pedal and to the metal. I love Scorpion's vocals. Who's who is the lead singer there? What's his name? Klaus. Klaus Minor. Yes, Klaus. I Come love. Come on, they're his... from, they're from Germany. We right. are Scorpion. Right. I love. <clears throat> I love his. Um. I love his vocals. I think his vocals are. Everything that a heavy metal band's vocalist should have. I mean, they're just, they're high, they're, they're just, they're out there, and I've just, I dig it, and I dig the harmonies that come in with them too. So, um, so I give that one a pass. Unlike the Matchbox song, I give that one it's, a pass. It's very distinct. Like, his vocals are very distinct, which is weird because, like you said, they have, you know, a few massive hits, mm-hmm. but then they have songs like this, and it's like, it's like the whole Def Leppard thing where you hear a Def Leppard song and you know it's Def Leppard. Yep. You know the Scorpions yes. yeah. when you hear them, you know? Yeah. Um, now, this is another one that I kind of was a head scratcher for me, Kristen. Really? Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, Let's give it a listen. Oasis, Don't Look Back in Anger. And uh, what have I done here? Sorry about fail. This. Total fail. Total fail. Let's let's do this one more time.
Kristen. Um, before uh, full disclosure, everyone who's listening via the podcast feed, we're live at Mixler.com slash Big Honkin Show right now, doing this for a live audience, most of whom are part of what we call the Mixler Zoo Crew for the Big Honkin Show. And I'm kind of getting into the chat right now because it's it's not that I don't like Oasis. All right, it's not about the band; it's about the song being a traveling song. Now, as I was listening, um, I had to kind of go back on. I had to kind of pull myself back and be like, "Now, Steve." Yeah, renege that statement. I had to renege. Yeah, I did. I had to take it back a little bit because I started to sing it out. I was like, "Step inside the eye," and I'm like, "Oh yeah." But this song also makes me think of Smallville for some reason. I know this was in Chuck at one point, featured in, in an episode of Chuck, but was this song in, in Smallville one time? Anyone, any, is there anyone in the chat that has the 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 uncanny ability? I used to have this ability to say this song was in um, in Smallville, but I'm not. I'm I, I get confused anymore these days because I've gotten old. I don't um, feel like it was. I know it was in the OC, another yeah. you know emo show. There you go. Not well, that Smallville was emo. Small, I was about to say. It, now come on, guys. Smallville was not emo, so um, I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Why? I guess Matt Crowder has it right right now. This is the perfect song say? for playing as you drive away from that special person for the last time after they ripped your heart out. Mm, that's true. Like it's just I don't know. And again, it's that chorus, and it's just like you just want to scream it at the top of your lungs, and it feels so like justified, and you feel just free when you're singing it. Mm-hmm. Love. Love. Yeah. And it feels very summery to me, and a lot of good driving songs, to me, resonate with like summer or early fall. Yeah. Yeah, I, d- I do. It was in Smallville, I gotta be way. honest with you. Do what now? It was apparently in Smallville, according to Doc Zen, but you know with Doc Zen, it might not really be the, the actual truth. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm going... Down the way here. Yes, it was in red. I knew it. Well, wait, no. That gummit. <laughs> Son of a monkey. I could have sworn this was in. Because red was uh, Stop Crying Your Heart Out by them. I, there was a lot of Oasis in Smallville. There I, there had to have been. But anyhow, I, I need to shut up about that. Um, the uh, He just posted the link. I, that's a Smallville video that someone made. Let's stop crying your heart out. Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, you man, said you true. you mentioned late summer, early fall. Um, yes. I when I was listening to this, I was like, how would when would I be driving down the road this song? And it's definitely in the fall. Yep, for sure. Definitely, definitely. And um and when I'm driving away from someone who's just ripped my heart out, I just play White Snake, here I go again on my own. That's pretty <laughs> much my theme song in life. So um but do you mo- picture yourself doing cartwheels on a Jaguar? I know I do. No, I don't. I because <laughs> I, but, well, I picture myself just doing cartwheels because it makes me laugh. So, but um, now I tell you what, you want to come back around and, and bring us back in together in agreement? Uh, here we go.
Um, I mean, it's right there in the it's right there in the song "Slow Ride," but this is not a, a, a tune that I would play while I'm going slow ride. Now, Chris, and I'm going to kind of keep it playing in the background. If that messes you up a little bit, uh, let me know because this is an eight minute version of this song. Yeah, this is an epic. It is. It is. It is crazy, and I don't know that we can talk about this song for eight minutes. But <laughs> does this song make you think of any movie in particular, Steve? Um, no, it doesn't. Should it? See, to me, like the end of Days and Confused, man, when they're okay. driving to go get yeah. their Aerosmith tickets. Yeah, it. I was. I was thinking though that when I was listening, to this, I'm like, this is less of a of a John Hughes kind of thing and more of like a, a more modern period piece kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> right on. All right, all right, all right. All right, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> one of the best characters ever. Oh, my Lord. One of the creepiest <laughs> characters ever, too. Come on. So, But I loved him. Don't you realize when he graduated, you were like, we were like eight years old? Yes. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> The Foghat uh, is one of those groups that I think a lot of people over. I mean, they're 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 a definitive to me, a definitive band from like the seventies, and 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 their sound is just it's more riff than chord progression, yep. and and it's so just it is so easy to jam out to anything by Foghat. And this song is definitely a traveling song. This song also has the distinction of being one of those songs that you might not know all the words, but the 15 seconds worth that you do know, you're going to sing the crap out of. Oh, you're going to blow your vocal cords out. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) You're totally going to do it. Um... Kristen, my love for this next song has been documented on the Big Honkin' Show. That's why I put it in here, Steve. Um, this is, but this song I cannot drive to because I immediately want to pull over and find a back porch somewhere. <laughs> this song, it, it, this song feels like everything he's singing about. You know, as far as the time of year that he's in, why he's singing that sort. I just. I love it, and when it does come on, I mean, I do crank it up in the car. But it does. I, I am kind of like, let me pull over, and, and but the wind has definitely come down, especially if it's uh, late fall, or I mean, I'm sorry, early fall or late spring. You mm-hmm. know, that's that's definitely. Or when or when I'm driving down the road and there's a storm coming, it's like this is the perfect time for for have this to have this come on. It's uh, it's Bob Seger with Night Moves. Could have used a few pounds Tight pants, points, harder than now She was a black-haired beauty with big dark eyes And points all her own, sudden way up high Way up firm and high Out past the cornfields when the woods got heavy Seat of my 60 Chevy, working on ministries without any clues. 
I love this song. <laughs> I mean, there's. A, I I like a lot of Bob Seger stuff. I not some. I feel like because of Chevy, like a rock got really overplayed. Yeah. Um, but I love. I love the feel of his songs. I love the experience that he puts in to his songs, and I love his vocals. I love the way he sings, and this song just is just a good you can't really tap your toe unless you got the cruise set but it's a good toe tapping you know just kind of tapping on the hood of the car with it and just rolling down the road uh just belting it out with him because i can't help you heard i can't help but belt it out with bob Seeger. anything by bob Seeger, I, I can't help but belt it out with him you have to see for this song like i know you said you think it's a back porch song but for me I've done a lot of really super late night driving. This is the perfect, you know, four or five a.m. You're just rolling in. You're getting ready to come home. You're about, you know, ten minutes from home. You mm-hmm. pull in. You listen to like this is what's playing. It's the wind down song. It for is the, trip. the wind down. It's like the perfect you. nightcap. It's like all right, end of the night. Here we go. Put on some night moves. Well, now if you want to talk about late night driving, I'll talk about getting out on a jeep on the dirt roads of South Georgia late at night with Crevis. And uh, who is real, by the way. And uh, yeah, this is the kind of stuff that if his Jeep had a stereo in it, we'd be listening to going down the road. You know, or if, we're my, or if I'm in my vehicle. There, there have been times in the past where it's just like I can't sleep. I just get out and I go ride. You know, um, when gas was cheaper, of course. Um, but, uh, but this is definitely one of those that, that in the nighttime definitely, definitely do. And I just, I've, I've let it play so I could get to this part because I just love the feels if I can use that stupid internet <laughs> term at this point in the song I woke last night to the sound of thunder how far off I sat and wondered started humming a song from 1962 and a funny how the night moves when you just don't seem to have as much to lose Strange how the night moves With autumn closing in And then they just kind of jam out here to the end. That moment in time you you lived in Florida for a little bit of your life. I know you went to college down this way or whatever. Yep. Um, what what time of the year were you in Florida? I was there from November to November. So I was there okay. for basically, or September to November, sorry. So you got to go through a summer where every day it rains in the afternoon. Yep, for yeah. about, you know, 45 minutes. And yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Just enough to, to get the old humidity back up again. Oh, yeah. Um. The Stan Bush has a song uh, called Southern Rain. And when I had the opportunity to talk to him, I was talking to him about that song. I'm like, I know what you're talking about when you sing Southern Rain. And, you know, he's from, he's originally from the Jacksonville area in Florida and everything. He's like, yeah, man. And so in these nighttime storms that will roll through here in the South, you know, because it's still hot. You know, when you hit the middle of the summer and even late summer, even into, even sometimes into September, It'll just be hot as all get out, even at night. 
but it's cooled off enough that all the weather patterns are doing the right things and all of a sudden the air is colliding just right till you'll wake up in the middle of the night and there'll be some thunder off in the distance. And See, that's my favorite. I love nighttime thunderstorms. Yeah, and and that in that moment of woke last night with the sound of thunder. I'm like, oh, I just totally feel it. And then you just step out on the porch to watch it roll in, <laughs> you know. And and that's, I that's a great. I mean, you know, off the traveling thing. That's just a great song. Just absolutely, absolutely love it. Now we we leave that and uh, and we get crunk one more time uh, with one of my favorite bands, White Snake. And uh, still of the night. So White Snake is another one of those groups that you know, thanks to the vocal stylings of, uh, I don't want to make an idiot of myself. David Coverdale. Thank you. I almost said Paul Coverdale for some reason. I always <laughs> That's go the last name, right? Yeah, I always go Paul Coverdale, and I'm like, "That's not right, Steve." Um, his vocals and that guitar work, and that's one of those songs that if that doesn't get you pumped to be driving, then you're not driving. You're dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have you you have no heart. So yeah, I, it's and I love the I love that the title is evocative. The, just the title, "The Still of the Night," is evocative of so many other doo-wop songs you know <laughs> in the still of the night and you're like oh white snake did that song in the still of the night i'm gonna i'm like oh no that's not that <laughs> but uh <clears throat> just from that guitar slide it's like oh, oh okay. yeah we're in rock and roll yeah that that oh, love it. yes oh, yeah. so good <laughs> thank you for doing guitar noises <laughs> Absolutely, you do enough. I could totally go for it. I love know? it. I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> See, David Coverdale has one of those voices, man. It's so good. Like, there's the whole story about you know Joe Elliott from Def Leppard, mm -hmm. you know, going into the rec the recording studio next to him and seeing David Coverdale do a vocal in three minutes and do it absolutely perfect after he had just been doing a vocal with Mutt Lang for about seven hours mm -hmm. and couldn't get it at all. <laughs> and then he got drunk. That's quite a theme. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. Well. <laughs> get drunk. Sing better. Maybe but, I should get drunk, and then I could be in a band. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that's the way that things need to go. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't think that's. 
I don't think that's right. I don't think that's right. I'll stick to my water. There you go. Um, <clears throat> Kristen? What is this? Steve. What is this? <laughs> what? Here we go. Are you really judging me for this I'm song? Not, I'm oh. not judging you. I'm just... I'm in a little bit of disagreement here. Bittersweet Symphony by The Verve. Now, Kristen, I'm I'm not again. It's a really cool song, and it was a big hit for the Verb. I think this was their breakout hit, if I'm not yep. mistaken. And uh, and it hit big, got a lot of airplay, that sort of thing. But um, I just uh, I don't know that it's a travel song. See, here's here's the deal. Now, for me, a lot of travel songs are also tied to movies, hence slow, uh, slow Ride. Okay, yeah. So this being played at the end of Cruel Intentions, and it just ends with Reese Witherspoon driving down the bridge, mm-hmm. just like top down, window, like, you know, wind in her hair, the whole nine. Like, I don't know, Steve, I'm going to I might have to fight you on this one. Mm, I, I mean, there's no sense in fighting. <laughs> <laughs> But um, you know, I I do dig the song. It it is a it is a cool song, and um, and I think the the idea for me is again, it's just not um, it's not fun enough to keep me to keep not to keep my interest, but you know, to I don't know. It's weird. It's it's like it's not something that would if it came on and I'm driving down the road and I'm two hours into a six hour road trip, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and hit next. 
You oh know? my gosh. I know, I know. See, me and my bestie in high school, we we would have a playlist when we were going to shows and we because we both loved cruel intentions, we would crank this mm-hmm. and like lose our voice before we even got to the show. <laughs> and we would roll up last you know, Bittersweet Symphony and we're going to see Event Sevenfold and we're like, Oh yeah, hi everybody. <laughs> we're here. The weirdos are here. How y'all doing? What's up everyone? How's everybody doing here? We're here to see a being sevenfold. We're here to party. Hey, we're listening to Bittersweet Symphony. <laughs> That's my best Southern accent. Um, no, you know, I, if I had, I, t- I totally get that. Like, I totally see where you're coming from on that one. Um, and I have a few off, you know, I do. I have a few off the beaten path kind of um, songs that I like to to travel to, and and one of in in one of those is. Um, like I tell you, who to me makes some puts together some great soundtracks for traveling are are, are Quentin is Quentin Tarantino. Um, not you know what, what regardless of what people think of his movies, the soundtracks from his movies a lot of times are really neat to drive to. <laughs> uh, you know, just because they're so eclectic in everything that goes on uh, with his stuff. But this song, um, it. Is one that and and again I'm just coming back over the thought because I'm like I don't get that one so let me play one that she might not get and um, it was featured in Kill Bill One um, when uh, when the bride was fighting Oren Oren Ishi and it's Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood and uh, I don't know if this is a cover of the other version that's more popular as a cover but I love this song. And so see how that's kind of, it's weird. It's not something I would listen to in my everyday life. See, now it's time for me to side-eye you, Steve. Go for it. <laughs> side-eyeing you a bit on that one. That's fine. I mean, that's that's okay. But it's it's a 10-minute song, and it just has that, that constant clapping and the, and the little bit of the Spanish guitar playing in the back going. It's just, I dig it. I totally do dig it. And and a lot of the soundtracks from uh, Tarantino's movies are that way. It, they're they're very eclectic and and weird. And um, of course, the Kill Bill ones have sometimes have a bigger feel, but they also have that classic like you know old school kung fu movie feel about them too. Um, but anyhow, uh, let's see. Let me get back to your list here to the old playlist and see. <laughs> you know, oh, everybody loves this one. Oh my You're... gosh, this is a standard, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I mean. Th- there's no sense, and even the, it, there's some songs that need no introduction. Is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide, no escape. 
escape from reality. Open your eyes, look up to the skies and see. I'm just a poor boy, I need no sympathy. Because I'm easy come, easy go, little high, little low. Anyway the wind blows, doesn't really Now, everybody from my generation associates this song with Wayne's World. I think we'll go with a little Bohemian Rhapsody, gentlemen. Indeed, indeed. Oh, I mean, this is one that you just can't help but sing along to. And you can't help but just try to do every little part, every little thing, every little every little thing that's happening. And and you just wait for that moment. You wait for the for the moment when everything kicks in and you're like you never really think about what is he singing about? What is the deal? He, he did someone die? <laughs> he We're killed, too busy acting wait, it out. He killed somebody. I just killed a man. Put a what in the world? This is a dark, dark song, <laughs> and nothing matters. It doesn't matter that you killed a man today. Put a gun to his head. Pull the trigger. Now he's dead. What? And then All it that get, matters is that it rocks. That's right. That's right. And it's so weird that it rocks because you. This is the genius of this song, is this whole first, this rock opera feel that's got to it, you know, with this whole first part, and, and, and you know, because the actual headbanging moment really isn't that much. Yep. Um, you've got if you've a- ever watched the, um, the like, classic albums, Night at the Opera, mm-hmm. the, their, I think it's their A&R guy, like, he said that when they got this, like, this song... Like they were basically like, look what your band gave us. Like they really sent us an eight-minute like opera thing. <laughs> this is never going to get played on the radio. Oh, little did they know. Little did they know. And isn't that the way with so many of these hits like this? You know, everyone's so wrong. Critics don't know anything. A lot of times they they seem to not know anything at all. I feel <laughs> like I feel like there's this there's always this backlash against like you know what's popular and what's you know what the general masses tend to go after and consume and it's like well obviously it's striking a chord with somebody yep. you know just because they're not critically you know in- intellectually looking at things and sipping on their elephant poop coffee doesn't mean they don't know what's good now here comes the fun part I see a little silhouette of a man Scaramouche, Scaramouche Will you do the bandango? Thunderbolts and lightning Very, very frightening me Everybody. Easy come, easy go. Will you let me go? Bismillah. No, we will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let him go. Bismillah. We will not let you go. Let me go. We will not let you go. Mamma mia, let me go. Beelzebub has a devil put aside for me, for me, for me.
I'm telling you, it's the perfect wake up song. <laughs> if you are, if you're driving along and you're getting a little drowsy, you put this in and you get that jaw moving because you're singing along with it. You start doing all the parts. It's just you in the car, but all of a sudden you're you're a, you're a full chorus doing the whole thing, and then you hit the headbang and you can't help but headbang to it. So everybody channels their inner Freddie Mercury when the song plays. Oh man, uh, and I know you know my love for the Muppets. <laughs> and I and I know you've seen the Muppets do this. Oh yeah. Oh, it's one of the greatest things I've ever done. <laughs> Classic <is>. Muppet moment. <laughs> now here's a here's a group that it, it it's a this is a fun song coming up. This is one that I would say you know what yes, this is definitely in a travelers because it's just fun. But it's what's funny is what it really makes me think of every time. There are two things I think of with this song. One is uh, the previews to Toy Story 2. <laughs> and two is A Knight's Tale starring Heath Ledger. Yes! It's Thin Lizzy with The Boys Are Back in Town. Now, Kristen, do you do you know the Toy Story two preview I'm talking about? I don't. Okay, well they they actually featured that song uh, on on a on a preview for Toy Story two. You know, the boys are back in town, Buzz and Woody, of course. Uh, but you seem you you seem to have, as we say in the wrestling world, popped at the mention of uh, of a Knight's Tale. How can you not? Can I? <laughs> It's such a good movie. It is a really good movie, and I love the incorporation of um, of of rock music, classic yes. rock music, with <clears throat> with that setting. I thought it was perfect, and I'm like, why has no one thought of this before? You know, we always want everything to be so um, you know uh, period worthy and 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 just you know of the time and that sort of thing, and epic and all this stuff. They knew exactly what they were doing. That movie, it was a it was just a great, great movie, and it, it's up there with some of my favorite stuff, uh, and especially because of the soundtrack. It I, really is. I just I love the soundtrack of that movie, and, and the fact that you've got knights jousting while you're you're or, or people going across on an old, 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 old type ferry from you know medieval times uh, with this song playing, you know, as they're coming up onto medieval London, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing beats that. And then uh -uh. they got, you know, taking care of business in there. Yes, it's, yes. It's so good. That's yeah. such a good movie. It is. Do you know the band? You've heard of the band The Darkness, right, Steve? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I saw The Darkness last year, I think last year, and they come out, they play this entire song before they come out on stage, 
And I'm like, this is everything I've ever wanted in the whole vein of why has no one done this before? Why has no one done that before? <laughs> it's so good. Like I, I, okay. Cause Bruce Springsteen now, whenever he plays a show, he opens with a cover. I will go when he plays Philly, I will go and I will hold up a sign and ask him to play the boys are back in town. Cause I will, I will die happy. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. And it is a good traveling song because even if you're going somewhere you've never been before, you can roll into town like you own the place. Like I'm yeah. back in town. You know, hey, I'm back in town. So Guess um, who just got back today? Yeah, exactly. Look who's look who's here. <laughs> Everybody, look who just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen and Steve showed up, sorry. That's right. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> Well, let's get to your boy here, because yeah. let, me, let me tell you who makes some good traveling tunes, and that's The Boss, and this is, and this is one of them. This is Badlands by Bruce Springsteen. the wrong button there sorry abrupt halt producer steve <laughs> strikes again um uh, springsteen i mean you know kristen you have honestly doing this show with you has really reignited my appreciation for springsteen Yay! Um, i mean serious business it's it's not that um that i never didn't appreciate him but it's just like it was always just kind of a casual thing but just going back and listening to some of his stuff, and just um, the full the fullness of the of the E Street Band, everything that's there, you know, and, and the fact that so much of his music incorporates all of everybody, you know, and and then his lyrics, as you say, like that song Badlands, just it is the to me, it's almost the escape song, you know. It really is. It, it is another one of those songs that just scream freedom to me, you know. Um, more than it screams, it's talking about, you know, we're going to make a stand until the Badlands treat us good. But to me, it just feels like I'm going to get out of the Badlands so that I'm going to go somewhere that treats me good. You know, I, it's, it's definitely a driving down the road, just, you know, as you said, the term that I was used, oozing out of the speakers, you're bobbing your head to it. And it just makes you feel like where you're headed is better than where you've come from. I could have like I could have gone with about seven hundred oh, songs. Yeah, like, that's well. That's what I said before I started. Uh, There's so much of his work that is just so good. You know, from 
from the from the big popular stuff onto the deeper cuts. It is just it it is Bruce Springsteen. You could have a you could have a playlist for a road trip made up of entirely Bruce Springsteen music. Oh, absolutely. It's got everything. You got slow songs, you got you know, the rockers. This is like the past like um I wanna say six Bruce shows that I have seen, mm-hmm. he's always opened with this song. So imagine just like kicking off the show yes. with like that drum, like, oh so the people just go crazy. And then, you know, Bruce fans have taken on this thing now where at the end, like where you know the song starts to fade out, they just sit and go, oh. <laughs> so it's you know seventy thousand people all doing that, right? And then he comes back in, the band all you know comes around again, they bring it around again, and they just end it. Oh my god, wow. so good, beyond good. You need, I'll send you a YouTube of it. <laughs> you, okay, yeah, that's the other thing. People, I want to pull back the curtain for people after every every show we've done so far. After the show, I'm getting my Twitter feed filled up with YouTube videos from Kristen. She's like, hey, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out, check this out. And it's, <laughs> it's good times. Uh, another band to me that's great for traveling. I mean, just there, there's, not a, there's almost not a bad uh, song by them to travel to is Foreigner. And this one is no exception. telling you it this is one of those songs that i i i think foreigner does have a catalog that begs to be driven to yep i really do um you know some of their some of their uh like i say their their big hits and their deeper cuts even their slow songs man because the slow stuff their ballads you just sing right along with i want to know what love is you know and you're just like you and if you're singing you're awake and you're driving you're moving along you know Keeping you awake, keeping you alive. That's right. Well, I'm hot-blooded. Oh, gosh. I I just want to jam out with some more Foreigner. Right? You it's know, just big uh, rock songs, It man. really is. So much that they do is just so good uh, like that. You, I mean, uh, hold on We were talking about Foghat being very much like a 70s band. I feel like mm-hmm. Foreigner yes. is also one of those like top three yes. 70s bands. Yes. They're, to, to me, they're more... They're, Foghat is the quintessential seventies band. Like they just Foghat almost has that that shift from the from the late sixties, you know, to the early to mid seventies feel to them. Foreigner is the cusp of they're just pre eighties. You know, they're that late seventies feel to me, that mid to late seventies into the early eighties feel of of rock that just hits just the right spot for me, to be honest with you. I 
I completely dig Foreigner and and am jealous that you've seen them uh, live. I would love to see these guys live. They released an album. Uh, how long ago has it been? It's, I feel like it's been two or three years ago um, where they did their stuff acoustically. Okay. And it was still really good, you know? And Because uh, they have the songs, man. When the songs are there, it doesn't matter. Exactly. You can play them on, like, garbage cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's still going <laughs> to rock. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Now, Chris and our Jamaican friends call those steel drums. Sure, we'll go with steel drums. So- <laughs> I, I just got to hear a little bit more foreigner here and there and some different, just some different little cuts here. Just hold on. Sorry. <laughs> Don't be sorry. Don't be sorry. Oh, man. I just, I didn't know. I, I, I saw Hot-Blooded. I put it in the playlist, and I'm like, I had no idea I was just going to want to do jam out to some Foreigner. But Just their classic songs, man. That, that's a band you have to see live, Steve. I mean, when I saw them, like, the last time I saw them, me and my aunt saw them at a casino in Philadelphia, and I think I was in a conference room. Hmm. Like, it was very tiny, so it was very intimate, and we were, like, I don't know, 20 rows back from the stage. It was amazing! I, I want to call time out on our Foreigner discussion, because I just noticed in the chat where Matt, Amara's dad, Crowder. Yeah, buddy. Uh, talking about he Jimi Hendrix, Star Spangled Banner from Woodstock. Played that, he says, as I crossed the border driving into Iraq from Kuwait 10 years ago. It was 120 degrees, no armor on the truck, loaded for bear. Scared but ready, America. Badass, that Matt Crowder. I, I tell you what, I've said it before. I said on the Big Honkin' Show, I said on Rock Out Loud, man, he's a hero, and uh, and that's that's crazy. I just to be in to be in a, a war situation and, and belting out the freaking Jimi Hendrix doing the the Star Spangled Banner. Shoot, shoot. Now here's someone I gotta gotta be honest about this next guy. My biggest. Uh, the the stuff I know him best from is Labyrinth. Yes. So uh this is Rebel Rebel, David Bowie.
David Bowie, one of the greats. Absolutely. Um, now again, most of, most of my familiarity with him comes from Labyrinth, and uh, of course, China Girl. <laughs> I was gonna put Magic Dance on here, and then I was like, eh, I'll go with like I'll go with Rebel Rebel. <laughs> Uh, talk to us about uh, David Bowie. My my obsession with David Bowie started, I don't even know how I watched Labyrinth for the first time, but I was definitely super young. Mm -hmm. And um, hello, his hair. Come on. Yes. <laughs> I was a very superficial four-year-old and going, oh my God, I love his hair so much. He's awesome. He's beautiful. So, And of course, I wanted to dance with him in the ballroom because who didn't? Mm -hmm. And then... My super love for David Bowie didn't really start until I met one of my best friends, Sarah, who is like utterly obsessed with Bowie. I'm kind of surprised she doesn't have a Bowie tattoo at this point. Um, so we just started like jamming on stuff, listening to all his stuff. And she was older than me. So I was like, oh, yeah, she's cool. I'm going to listen to what she listens to because we like everything else. But I don't really listen to David Bowie. So just the classic songs. And it's crazy because there's a lot of people that you'll be like, oh, yeah, well, you know, the song changes and they'll know it, but they won't know who it is. Or they'll know Let's Dance, but they might not necessarily know it's David right, Bowie. Right. He's someone that changes very, very often. He always changes his style of music, but it's always somehow inherently Bowie. Mm -hmm. And I just love it. And I wish that is someone I would, like, I don't plan on having children, but I would give up my firstborn child to see <laughs> Bowie play live. Because he's someone that retired, and he has stayed in retirement. Yeah, and kudos to him on that end, because that's something that uh, a lot of folks have seemed not to be able to do. Kiss. So, indeed, indeed. <laughs> so you know, well, you know, some people love money, some people spend money, and some people were smart with their money and uh, and decided to st stay where they're at. So, I'm sure he's still reeling in royalty checks from various albums and other projects. So, oh, he so is, and he just he did just put out a new album, and it was really good, and I really liked it. But you know, he won't tour. Yeah, <laughs> depression. Well, you know, it's a hard life. If you don't believe me, listen to Bob Seger. <laughs> listen, listen, loving a loving a music man ain't all it's cracked up to be. Just ask Steve Perry. No, it's really not. Yeah. So, well, you round out this playlist that you sent me, uh, Kristen, and uh, with one of the greatest, another great travel band. Um, you are welcome, everybody. Yeah, and uh, and I'm telling you, uh, well, ACDC Money Talks.
we've discussed my enjoyment of the ACDC on the show before, and um, I, you know, I've incorporated one of their songs into the Big Honkin' Show, and and you know, it is the intro for the Big Honkin' Show. Um, they they are a band that I was always warned about as a kid, and as I grew up and found out that I really just dig them. Um, I dig their consistency in their sound. I dig, um, I dig. Every, I just I dig everything about what they do. I I, I just I love it. And this song is one of their more underrated songs, mm-hmm. but it's a good song to drive down the road to and just sing along to. It so is. I I included this song because, as you know, I am a hockey fan and I am a Flyers fan. And before the fly, when the Flyers warm up before the game. This is the last song they play. So, like, while they're shooting the pucks in the net and hitting one another against the glass and just getting ready to just kill everyone on the ice, this is what they jam out to. And I absolutely love it. It just reminds me of being there in that arena, getting ready to see my boys take on the enemy. And I just, I love it. You know, Mm. I love me some hockey. Yes. (laughs) Indeed. Indeed. Well, um, again, it's ACDC. And, and, and it's an, and they're one of those groups that if they don't get the blood flowing for you, if they don't get if they don't get you pumping, then you don't have a pulse at all anyway. You're nope. just you're 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 not alive. Something's wrong with you. You the, should go to a doctor and get checked. Exactly, exactly. I do want to really quickly before we wrap things up, Kristen. I need to give um, an honorable mention here. Because you you made me think of you, ACDC made me think of this, and and it's a group that is on every playlist that I plug into when I'm when I'm about to start a a, a road trip. It's um, it's it's the old Rock Sugar, <laughs> and uh, and I don't you know I've not talked to you about Rock Sugar. I don't know how you feel about those guys. I think what they do is really cool. Like we were talking about mashups that one night. Mm-hmm. I really dig mashups. Yeah. So I like that they, like, because there was a point in, like, the early 2000s when on the Sunset Strip you would just see bands just covering, you know, hair bands. Right. And I feel like you would have seen Rock Sugar among that. Mm-hmm. And they really do need to get on doing a Bed of Roses November Rain mashup. Indeed. Indeed. Um, what I love about them, and, and when I had Jess Harnell, when I was fortunate enough to have Jess Harnell on Geek Out Loud, I told him, I said, you guys are having fun with this music without making fun of the music. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just hair metal that they're doing; they're taking metal songs and mashing them up with pop songs, uh, like a prayer. Anybody? Yeah, like a prayer and shook me all night long. Um, straight up now, straight up by Paul Abdul with Detroit Rock City by um, uh, Kiss. Uh, Good Lord, don't stop believing and Inner Sandman for <laughs> crying out loud. Um, and this is one that really surprised me. It's. Uh, <laughs> it's a mashup of Till Tuesday's uh, Voices Carry and Welcome to the Jungle by Guns N' Roses. It's called Voices in the Jungle. <laughs>
But these guys have such a good sound from all the guitar work that's done on their album to um, to the vocals and to the production. The, the production mix of their stuff is so good. And if you have a chance, you can check them out uh, at rocksugarband.com. And um, and you can check them out on they're on Twitter, they're on the Facebook, they're all over the place, just promoting their music. I don't think they're selling albums right now because of the royalties involved they have to pay out when they sell these things. But um, but I just have such a good time listening to their music, and that's kind of you know they become travel music for me because it is so much fun. Yeah, I feel like they could be a really good band you listen to at a party too yes, because yeah. they do have like those that everyone knows all the songs, but it's done in a different way where you're like, wait, what, what, what just happened? That's what, right. Am that's I right. what? Yeah. <laughs> so good, so good stuff. So, Kristen, I, I'm going to pull back the curtain for everyone and say you did a lot of the heavy list lifting on this episode. You're the one that compiled the playlist, and you know, normally in the past we've worked together on that and kind of both brought, but. But I put the heavy lifting on you this time around, and I appreciate you bringing it to the table. Good times, man. Good times traveling down the I tried road to together. Pick some stuff that I was like, I know Steve will dig on this. Like, even though he's not gonna be, you know, doing like giving me songs to bounce off of, I'm gonna do some songs Steve will dig. Well, and I did, I did, and even if I don't necessarily dig them, some of them for traveling, I did dig everything that we played here tonight. So, good times, good times had by all. Uh, you can catch us. Um, on the Twitter, Rock Out Loud Pod, at Rock Out Loud Pod on Twitter, we're facebook.com slash Rock Out Loud Podcast. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Uh, facebook.com slash Rock Out Loud Podcast. And of course, the email, Rock Out Loud Pod at gmail.com. What are some of your favorite traveling songs? Hit us up. Let us know. And, uh, and, and who knows? We may just have, we may have a, uh, it may be almost like an all request hour one day, Kristen, where we just if someone will, if people will send in like, hey, this is a song I like to travel to, and tell us the story of why, or this is a song I love, and tell us the story of why, we'll we'll throw it in there like we did with the with the song off of seventy hate seventy hate what seventy hate yeah seventy eight hundred <laughs> degrees Fahrenheit, um, we'll do that man Tokyo Road and um and so so get in touch with us, Kristen as always it's been great final thoughts about traveling music. It's it's the ultimate thing. No one goes on a road trip and doesn't listen to music. You know, it's just it's that perfect companion. I drive alone most of the time, most of my life. Don't have a companion in the car, so guess what? The music's my companion. It's my friend. It keeps me awake, keeps me safe. Love it. Love it. Indeed, indeed. And I you know, like I like I say, it's um it's a thing where uh you you said it right. It's your it's your perfect companion. It's always there with you, and it's and it's the way to go, man. Yeah, everyone loves music, and even whether you like our music or not, you like your music, and so uh, so put those playlists together, and whatever you're doing, man, just have fun with it. You know, be passionate all you want, but make sure you're having fun with it. Uh, that's gonna do it for us on this episode of Rock Out Loud. Excited to announce that we're officially part of the Shot Glass Digital Network, along with such great podcasts as Techno Retro Dads, Fictional Frontiers, and of course the flagship show Rebel Force Radio. You can check us out over at geekoutpodcast.com. Very soon we're gonna have our own feed on iTunes and once we get that up and running we'll let you guys know so that you can subscribe yeah, let me talk right subscribe specifically to see it's hard to say subscribe specifically. Subscribe Thank you. Subscribe specifically to Rock Out Loud 
And make sure you write reviews and rate us over that way so that more and more people can jump into the party because that's what this is. It's party time. And they can Rock jump. And roll all night and party every day. Exactly. So, uh, so do that for us and let people know about this show. Kristen, once again, thanks. Uh, until next time, I am Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Bye, guys. And I know-